Well, today we celebrate the Feast of St. Ambrose. St. Ambrose was, uh, well, w- one very notable thing is that along with Augustine and Jerome and St. Gregory the Great, he's uh, considered uh, one of the four most important doctors of the Western Church, meaning teachers of the faith. So very, very important uh, theologian, ancient uh, theologian from the 4th century. And uh, some notable thing about him is he he was the Bishop of Milan in northern Italy. And uh, upon the death of the Bishop of Milan, and they had to choose his successor, they had to elect another bishop, um, he was only a catechumen. He wasn't even baptized. Uh, but the catechumenate at that time was kind of, was lengthy. It was probably three, four, five years long of a process. Okay. So he was someone who was very much known by everybody because even though he was a catechumen, he was part of the, he had been part of the church community for, for a long time. And, uh, he was renowned for, uh, learning and good sense and, uh, and moral, uh, integrity. And so it was by popular acclaim, everybody said Ambrose for bishop. And so they had to baptize him, confirm him, give him first communion, ordain him a deacon, then a priest, and then a bishop, all in the short span of maybe two weeks or so. <laughs> Make him bishop. So he went right from catechumen to bishop. That's pretty good, huh? Um, but, uh, a very remarkable man, very instrumental in the conversion of St. Augustine. And of course, how important of, of a saint St. Augustine is. Um, St. Augustine uh, went for many years... Uh, with a lot of doubts, he, he was when his teenage years he had gotten wrapped up with this uh, kind of strange quasi Eastern religious sect called the Manichaeans, and he became disenchanted with that group after a number of years in education and whatnot. And he was kind of in no man's land. He didn't know really. He, he had doubts about the Catholic faith, but yet he couldn't be a Manichaean, and so he was in this no man's land. He was a teacher. And um, so he traveled to Milan because the students in Rome would rip him off. Uh, they would uh, um, sit in his classes, and then the last class were the, the class where they were supposed to pay. They would play hooky, and he'd never get his money. So he got fed up, and he goes, okay, I, I hear the students in Milan actually pay their teachers. So he goes to Milan. But while he's in Milan, he hears Ambrose, St. Ambrose, is preaching, and it really it basically converts him. Uh, it was it was the final thing that he had to encounter in his spiritual journey for him to come to faith. And what was remarkable about Ambrose, even more though than his learning, uh, was his spirituality and the fact that it was it was very evident that he was um, he had a deep spiritual communion with God, and that his wisdom that he spoke was not just a result of learning, but it was a result of prayer as well, that he was a man of prayer. And uh, St. Augustine would go to his door, to St. Uh, Ambrose's door, and kind of like get into his into his office, basically, and he'd allow this to happen. I don't know, I can't imagine a bishop doing this today, but he would. people would line up outside of his door, and Ambrose was in his study, and he was trying to study. And, and uh, what was notable at that time, everybody read out loud, that was how you read books. You, you read out loud. Uh, but Ambrose read quietly in his own mind. And that was something that Augustine noted as, as remarkable about him. And he did that because if he read out loud, people would be asking him, so what do you think about that? And, and they would try to engage him in conversation. But he had to 
in his very busy Episcopal career, he had to take some time and be totally away from anybody so that he could read and pray and contemplate so that he himself could be fed with the, the waters of life so that he would then have something to give to others. And that's true in the life of a priest and the life of a bishop. If the bishop or the priest doesn't have time to be praying and to be contemplating and meditating and reading, he's not going to be able to be of any help to anybody. So, But, but to do that, he's got to run away from people and push people away. He's got to create some space in his life so that he can do that. So that's what Ambrose was doing. And so the people who lined out uh, lined up outside his door would know that, okay, unless he engages me, so he would get up and he would talk then to the people and he would deal things with them pastorally. But he would be the one that would engage you. You couldn't speak to him first. And if he ignored you, he ignored you. Sometimes people would wait for hours. And Augustine sometimes would wait for like four or five hours. He'd just be sitting there waiting for him and he would just be ignoring them. Um, but the point is, is that to be, he was being cruel to the people so that he could be kind to them. Because unless he himself was fed, he wouldn't have any food to give to the people. So as I'm meditating upon that, that wonderful story uh, of the interaction there between Augustine and Ambrose, and the, the reading for Ambrose this morning in the, in the breviary, it was great. I'm like, I can't even believe that this is in there. So this is Ambrose. This is from one of his uh, homilies. This is Ambrose speaking. He says, The rivers have lifted up their voice. It's a quote from the psalm. These are the rivers flowing from the heart of the man who is given drink by Christ and who receives from the Spirit of God. When these rivers overflow with the grace of the Spirit, they lift up their voice. There is also a stream which flows down on God's saints like a torrent. There is also a rushing river giving joy to the heart that is at peace and makes for peace. Whoever has received from the fullness of this river, like John the Evangelist, like Peter and Paul, lifts up his voice, just as the apostles lifted up their voices and preached the gospel throughout the world, so those who drink these waters begin to preach the good news of the Lord Jesus. So you got to drink first before you can then proclaim the gospel. Drink then from Christ so that your voice may also be heard. Store up in your mind the water that is Christ, the water that praises the Lord. Store up water from many sources, the water that rains down, rains down from the clouds of prophecy. Whoever gathers water from the mountains and leads it to himself or draws it from the springs is himself a source of dew like the clouds. Fill your soul then with this water so that you, uh, so that your land may not be dry but watered by these springs. He who reads much and understands much receives his fill. He who is full refreshes others. He who is full refreshes others. And uh, so today, when we hear Christ our Lord in our gospel talking about this yoke that we are to take upon ourselves to learn from him, uh, to find rest for ourselves, uh, to find that peace of Christ, it's a reminder of the importance of prayer and that unless we spend time in prayer, drinking in the waters of the Lord, uh, and enjoying and experiencing and knowing in an intimate way his peace, we won't be able to give that peace to others. We won't be able to have that life to be able to give to others. So we, we pray for that for, for me as, as your priest and for all of us as Christians uh, through the prayers of St. Ambrose today.